LeBron James is the GOAT. Pittsburgh motherfucking Steelers. The Houston Astros are on a fucking tear right now, bro. I'm telling you, if you want to get anything about sports, man, you got to make sure that you listen to us. The MVP race is wild. Right now, currently, I have him first place. You got to keep listening, man. Make sure that you be up on these stats, bro. Welcome to Sports Stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting episode of Sports Stuff. And here we are with a very special guest. And uh, he's a face that, you know, in a voice, I'm pretty sure you guys recognize. He's been here a few times. Our local SEC college expert from around the way. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, my brother. Oh, what's going on? What's going on? Thanks so much for having me again, Boogie. Um, I'm surprised you're not tired of me yet, even though I was just here a month ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, listen, man, if I could, I'd have you on every week, dude. <laughs> uh, I love it, but I'm excited. It's crazy. We're in the halfway point of oh, we're about to hit week five. Well, we're in week five of the NFL. So let's get some picks in. Get ready to see what excitement we have in store for us. Yes, sir. And speaking of week five of NFL, let's go ahead and start right there with this Thursday night game that just wrapped up. What dog shit that was last night. I don't know if you've seen the game. But Denver loses nine to twelve in overtime versus the Indianapolis Colts. That was terrible. <laughs> so bad. If you've ever seen um, that movie with Sandra Bullock, I think it's Bird Box or whatever. And there's that, there the guys holding that girl open, looking outside, like we were doing. I feel like that's what they were trying to do for us. And it was just so bad. And, I mean, even the Broncos fans were leaving early. Yeah, it did. and Amazon showed it, too. They left before overtime, didn't even know if the Broncos won, and they were just piling out of that stadium. Not only that, they were booing Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos from the first quarter on because of that terrible display of football. If you guys have NFL Plus, the Game Pass, whatever it's called now, I suggest you don't watch it. Skip it. Watch the highlights because even the highlights are hard to watch. If anything, actually, just strike this from your memory. It was terrible. Russell Wilson threw two picks. He was sacked four times. Patrick Sertain had his side of the field on lock. And still, you couldn't beat the Indianapolis Colts. By the way, Indianapolis Colts and Denver Broncos and the Carolina Panthers are the three worst offenses in the fucking league. Oh, it's so bad. It is so bad. And, you know, this is coming from me having to watch the Saints. Well, they didn't really self-destruct. And, I mean, with Will Lutz, that wasn't his fault. I mean, a 61-yarder is hard to make. But even with the Saints having Andy Dalton, that's right, freaking Dalton as The the Red Rocket? The Red Rocket? The Red Rifle, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and he still put up points, and he still has a decent offense. And they're doing this without Michael Thomas. They did this without, and it still boggles me because they might DJ Moore, and 
Eden, there were so many times throughout yesterday's game where team that and it was just crazy. I mean, the fact that basically the course of the Broncos did it them wanted to win, and we don't need any more NFL. Yeah, it was it was complete dog shit, man. The Indianapolis Colts are imploding, and it looks like Denver also. I mean, listen, Denver right now they have the most O line flags. I just think that they're not. They're still trying to figure it out. They're not used to Russ's cadence, especially that double cadence and shit like that. There's been a lot of false starts, a lot of jumping off the line. Uh, maybe they'll get it together by the end of the year, but right now they are. They're just not watchable, man. It's fucking terrible, dude. It's just no, not good it, football. It's bad. And, I mean, all these injuries are starting to pile up, too. I mean, Javante Williams is out. Uh, Garrett yeah. Bowles is out for the year. Yeah, he just you got hurt. That's terrible. You already lost Tim Patrick. It's not saying that Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy aren't good wide receivers, but this O-line is not looking good. No, definitely problems on both sides of the ball, man. I, I hope they get together because just I like good football. And uh, great news, guys. Next Thursday night game, we get to watch the Chicago Bears and the Washington Commanders, two other bottom five teams. So great for us. Oh, my gosh. Uh, but let's go ahead and start with some exciting football and go yeah. ahead and talk about the SCC, brother. Let's go ahead and start, which for me, honestly, was the hardest game to pick. And I was actually talking to my brother about this this morning. Arkansas, Mississippi State. Arkansas is getting nine and a half. Yeah, I was looking at that too. So obviously they came in. They were hosting Alabama last week. And they had some struggles, but they were eventually getting to it. But they had a slow start. And I think with this game, you know, Mississippi State, came out and beat Texas A&M. So right now it's the, we don't really know who to play. You can pick either or, but I mean, they're not the top teams in the SEC West like many people were expecting. I mean, Arkansas has the same problem that Auburn has. Both of their O-lines are on the back of a milk carton somewhere because they're missing. And I hope that they get found soon because I'm legitimately worried I'm going to be honest with you, I'm taking Mississippi State minus the nine and a half because I don't see Arkansas pulling their shit together anytime soon. No, I mean, I have each is going to plan something where it's going to work out. I mean, Sam Pittman has done a great job with this Arkansas team, but looking, I think they're still in the mentality of where their head was at in the last two games they had the slow start against Alabama they struggled against Texas A&M I don't think that they are fully back to themselves so I have Mississippi State in that game speaking of also another O-line that's missing Auburn uh they're going to be hosting Georgia who's giving up 29 and a half who do you like in that game I like Georgia it pains me to say I mean, I would love an upset. I'd, I'd love to be, you know, see Georgia because they've had those teams where it's been closer than it is. I don't think Auburn has that firepower to where they can find a way to upset Georgia. So I have to go to Georgia. I'm going Georgia, giving up the 29 and a half. Also, I don't 
I know they've been different since a lot of their players ended up going to the draft, so they haven't been the same. And like you're right, they struggled the last two games to where they're not as dominant as they've been like last year or the year before. But I'm confident that they will beat the dog shit out of Auburn because they look terrible. I can't remember the last time Auburn really looked that good. I think what's it been about five years since they've uh, been like probably. I remember well, that's the year they fired Gene Chizik. And mm. I mean, there are a lot of times just Auburn does not look good. I mean, twenty sixteen they didn't look good. I don't think they looked good and probably twenty twenty. I mean, basically, you know, the past few years they have not looked good, but said it earlier i wouldn't be surprised if ryan harson is out by the next and then jimbo follows oh another another coaching change this year definitely has been crazy especially uh, i was just talking about wisconsin firing their coach in nebraska also nebraska yep wisconsin uh arizona state um i I never agree with mid-season fires i always think it fucks up the locker room but it does. I, I get it. You know what I mean? You hire these guys to get your win now season, and it's when it doesn't happen, you understandably you get upset, you know? No, absolutely. But no, I mean, I think with this, you know, Brian Harson, this team just isn't looking good. They, you know, lost to Penn State at home, and they almost were able to beat LSU. And LSU is a dumpster fire this year, too. And yeah. LSU beat them too so i feel like right now and it's also hard for auburn because alabama yeah speaking of lsu actually the lsu tigers plus three versus the tennessee volunteers i have the volunteers in this one giving up three points because i mean uh i mean i get it you know what i'm saying it's gonna be closer than they're anticipating because tennessee also hasn't particularly looked good outside of that uh uh, what was that 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 uh, game day game that they were playing? What was it like two three weeks ago? They looked all right that night, but outside of that, I haven't really just seen the high powered offense that everybody was expecting from them. I haven't seen much from Tennessee. I mean, they played Florida, and Florida, you know, is a was a pretty decent team. Now they've fallen off a little bit, but I yeah, can gators. see Tennessee winning a close game because. With this LSU team, they have the – but they also have the questionable decisions of Brian Kelly. And That's all I was going to say. I, I don't yeah. trust Brian Kelly especially. So I think with this, I could see it kind of going back and forth. But I honestly want to give it to really this – I have to say this Tennessee team. I mean, and then see really what happens there. But – Tennessee's been ranked in the top 10, so let's see what they do with it. I honestly don't think they should be eight right now. I mean, if I'm going to be honest, I think that with their remaining schedule and how they've been playing, I think they'll finish ranked for sure, but I think they'll probably be maybe like 18 at at their ceiling and maybe 22 at their floor, somewhere right around there, but to see them at eight right now, I definitely think it's a bit of a farce. I think that they're They're taking their last win. Like, they're giving them too much pump up for that. So, I don't know. I mean, I hope they perform well against LSU. Like I said, I got them giving up three. But also, LSU, not a good measuring stick. No, really. no. But, I mean. LSU is about I, as good as Brian Kelly's accent. 
Yeah, that was bad. But I feel like with this, you know, ranking, they with Kentucky, and then Kentucky lost to Ole Miss. So I think just that the polls are excited that, hey, you know, we get to rank teams in the SEC that don't – and we don't have to keep seeing Ohio State in the top 10 or Clemson in the top 10. And let's put these two teams that haven't been in the top 10 in a while. So it's now, all right, what can Tennessee do in the top 10? It could be it could be similar to one of those games that they had a few years ago to end Texas A&M where it was so back and forth. Yeah. You know what I noticed though about the SEC football? It's more narrative driven, it seems like, than win based on when they get ranked. Have you noticed that? Or is that just Oh win? yeah, it is. They will find a way because it's so with these teams is that they will win and then it is all right, well they had this really dynamic win, so they should be ranked. No, they caught lightning in a bottle. Yeah. Well, like I said, I'm pretty sure they're gonna stay ranked after they beat LSU's ass. Which, speaking of high-ranked, Texas A&M getting 24 at Alabama. I know that, again, you're more plugged into the SEC. Is Bryce Young playing this weekend? Is he playing? Bryce Young is not playing. They're arresting him. He um, had a sprained shoulder. He should be back in time for the Tennessee game. But Nick Saban didn't want to make that mistake he had made with two a few years ago when two – which I think was the right mm-hmm. decision. So Jalen Milrow will play, but this is a home game. Alabama has had this game circled on their calendar. I know that basically everyone in the country has had this game circle because Jimbo doesn't know when to shut his mouth. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, the only thing is, though, like I said, with Bryce Young, I definitely expected them to cover the 24, but with the backup in there, I'm not so sure anymore. I, you know what? Fuck it. I'm still going to stick with my same mind. Um, I'm taking Bama minus 24. But, I mean, they're the, the quarterback behind Bryce Young, which, by the way, I mean, Bryce Young, it's unfortunate that he is hurt. He was looking like the Heisman favorite. And now I'm definitely sure I think the C.J. Stroud is going to kind of take off while Bryce Young takes off these next. I think they said about two weeks, huh? Maybe is what they were thinking. So it'll be he'll take off this game and then he'll be mm-hmm. back in time for Tennessee. Um because I think that is would want him there. And then he'll probably take off some other games throughout the year where um, when they next play someone like Cupcake. But, I mean, when they play Tennessee, Ole Miss, um, LSU, Bryce will play. But they do have a bye week at the end of October. So Bryce will definitely get a lot of um, – Time there. A lot of much needed rest. But I mean, yeah. uh, a lot of people don't know this though. That his backup though, he's a real dynamic runner, kind of like not not as dynamic as like a Lamar Jackson, but kind of like a Josh Allen sort of, you know what I mean? Where he can pick up yards and really surprise you. So I'm, I'm hoping they cover that 24. Me a lot, and I know many people are going to just roll their eyes when I say this, but here freshman version of Jalen Hurts at Alabama. That's actually a very good comparison, actually. It's, yeah, um, yeah, I see that. One of the when Hurts came to Alabama, he added an offense that no one seen in a Nick Saban offense. So now Bill O'Brien, which I'm still surprised he's still in Tuscaloosa, 
run the ball, but cater this offense to where Milrow is going to do fine. So screens, you know, two running back sets, maybe get the tight end involved, but he's going to find a way to where this is going to be comfortable to this quarterback. And then the defense will just have going to be a lot like the older Alabama teams that Nick Saban had when he first got to Alabama, where you had a game manager quarterback and you were asked to run the ball with players like Trent Richardson, Mark Ingram, Eddie Lacy, TJ Yeldon, Derrick Henry, and that's how you were going to beat them with the run game and then throw a pass over the middle or throw a deep pass. Yeah, not going to be a lot of air yards this game, so definitely no. I would take the under on the pass yards. Uh, I mean, I feel like if Milrow throws 100 yards, I would be very surprised. And that's nothing against his ability, but I mean, it's a redshirt freshman making his first home start. I don't think Bill O'Brien's going to try and have him throw it for with Bryce. Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, these next two games I'm very excited about, especially talking about C.J. Stroud, the Heisman favorite right now. Uh, Ohio State giving up 26 and a half to Michigan State. Number one offense in the country versus the number 118th defense in the nation. So with this, I was originally super excited for this game because Tucker has looked good. He's been a great coach. And then they slipped and no one knows what happened and no one really knows why. I still state. But do you think that Michigan State has the horsepower? Do you think they can keep up? Because when uh, you play, no, I, I think it's going to be a blowout. When you play Ohio myself. State, you cannot let them go down the field and score. Now, I think all the receivers are okay. Is Jackson Smith Najiba okay? Because I know he got hurt a few weeks ago. No, I think he's still out this week. That's that's what I was saying. Oh, they're missing no. their best wide receiver, and they're still putting up great numbers. Well, that's the thing, though, too, is that, you know, you have a dynamic player like Marvin Harrison Jr. And, I mean, your dad is one of the best wide receivers of the 2000s, so would expect that. But I see that, you know, C.J. Stroud in this Ohio State offense just getting work early on and still just – I see Ohio State kind of trying to take off, especially uh, C.J. Stroud trying to take off in the Heisman race right now. I know it's still a little bit early, but I kind of see him maybe putting up – I got it five, maybe six tuds, honestly. I can see that. Um, well, that's kind of – I think throughout the full game, I could say five touchdowns. First half, I'd say between two and three. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's why I, I think they're going to get up early. And then they're just going to kind of put their foot on the gas and not let up. I don't think that they're going to give Michigan State a chance to try to come back, which it's also going to be pretty tough for them to come back. I mean, Ohio State never has really been known for its great defensive play, but uh, Michigan State also is having a very tough time moving the ball up and down the field. Yeah, they definitely are. And I mean, it's kind of sad because, I mean, I have so much respect for Mel Tucker, but, I mean, stuff just happens. But I also know that with Michigan State, they're always going to find a way to make one or two games competitive. I don't know why, but they always find a way to do so. Yeah. I, I hope they can figure it out, man. 
Uh, Red River rivalry this weekend, the first time that the Red River is being played while both teams are unranked. UT is giving up nine and a half to OU, who, by the way, the Sooners right now are kind of fucking imploding, which they're definitely in trouble. I I think it's time to worry. I think it's time to worry if if you're a Sooners fan. I definitely think they should because I was seeing all the tweets and the memes and someone said, I cannot believe they lost to Lincoln Riley's brother. I'm like, that's hilarious. (laughs) That's that's pretty good. Ex-head coach's brother. That's pretty funny. Yeah, and then uh, uh, this is going to be Ewer's first game back as quarterback for UT, and I expect him to ball the fuck out, like ball so out. Ewer's was making me nervous when he was playing for against Alabama. He was he looked good. I was expecting that he was going to struggle. I know that there's the whole narrative of what if Ewer's never got hurt and Colt McCoy is probably over in Arizona just his eyes. Oh, my gosh, not this again. Um but I can see that they're going to make this game very interesting. But Dylan Gabriel, I think he's out. Really? I think the Oklahoma quarterback is hurt. I don't know. Oh, shit. I didn't even know that. Um, I think it happened last week. Um, let me look. But looking oh, at Sooner's this, definitely in trouble then. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I think with that, it's got to be a down year. And... I mean, there's already – it's saying that there's a former Oklahoma quarterback saying that 2020 is a failed season. Let's see who said that. Baker. Probably was not Baker who said that. I mean, um, talk about the pot calling the kettle black if it was Baker. Might be a um, – Oh, it was Trevor oh, – what? No, it was Trevor Knight. All right, I don't count him. <laughs> uh, also, um, real quick before we move on to the NFL, I think this week – being ranked they're going against kansas who just got their ranking which is unfortunate for them that they're about to play this powerhouse tcu is giving up seven and i got tcu winning by like two tuds oh that's a pretty good game i can't remember the last time tcu was ranked it was probably with kenny hill or trayvon boykin yeah i think it was trayvon boykin was the last time that they were ranked and if i remember right i think it was like 20 what was that 15 16 something like that i think that was 2015 yeah yeah uh, but like I, I think this week they get ranked after they beat t- Kansas. Kansas just got ranked too, which is unfortunate for the Jayhawks. But they're facing a powerhouse right now. Who like last week TCU looked dominant in every facet of the football. I'm telling you, it is 2007 all over again. Kansas is ranked. Yep, <clears throat> sucks for them, man. All right, moving on to the NFL. All right, I got take five. Jake, I know you got take five. Let's go ahead and do your five first. We might have a little bit of crossover here, brother. So give me your five games that you like this week. All right. So the first one that I definitely like this week has to be our London game, Green Bay versus New York. Now, what the hell last week? Stringer. So I don't know how they're going to come out, but – Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. I got to go with over the Giants. We also don't know if Daniel Jones is going to also at 8 in the morning, but I've got the Packers over the Giants in that game. Yeah, they announced this morning that Daniel Jones will be starting, but um, uh, they're also still missing a bunch of players. I think they're missing like three O-linemen still. Saquon's having a hell of a game, uh, a hell of a year, but with that O-line looking like Swiss cheese right now, and they're selling cheese heads at the game, I think Green Bay definitely <laughs> takes it also. 
Love that. My next one, which is a game I never thought I would be saying as a top-tier game, the Chargers and the Browns. Really? I, it's crazy. No, this would be a case. Everyone was expected it from the Chargers, not the Browns. Um, I think with this right now, I have on top, but this does come down to if Keenan Allen plays. He hasn't played since I think the first game this week this year. Yeah, so uh, he, he was ruled out by the way this morning. He was ruled out. He's not gonna play. All right. So, but I still have more faith with Justin Herbert and Austin Eckler against the Browns. Also, I really don't want. <laughs> they... Trust me, you're, you're you're talking to a pit guy. I can understand that. <laughs> um. Next up, we've got the Steelers and the Bills. Um, really, with this game, it's going to be Kenny Pickett's first start. I'm going to look to see Mike Tomlin, you know, flex his mind, find ways to keep it involved. But I can find a way to see that the Bills are going to run away with it by maybe a touchdown or maybe by a field goal or two. I can yeah. find a way. I'm going to see where this team, especially their defense, is going to find a way to make Josh Allen feel miserable. And Cam Hayward is going to look like a 25-year-old version of himself and just go off. I can see it. I don't know why, yeah. but he always has one of those games where he does that. Yeah, so this one we do have the same because I also – I'm taking Pittsburgh. They're getting 14 points. So I'm taking Pitt plus 14 at Buffalo at Orchard Park because that's just too many points. Too many points. Yeah, by two tuds, that's too many. So I'm taking Pitt on that one. No, I mean, I can see them keep – they're not going to blow them out. You have to think about the Bills' recent wins. A lot of them have not blowouts. They've been very close. They even lost to Miami really close to each other. Um, Also, Jordan Boyer out again. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, man. Mm -hmm. So missing their number one safety over there. Yeah, they also lost Micah Hyde, didn't they? Yeah, they are Mike Hyde still out. Oh, this is this is gonna be a completely second, completely different secondary. Look for Ed to and Milano. Those two linebackers are studs. They're gonna have some really good games, but that can be pretty concerning. Uh, next up, we have the Saints Seahawks. Um, I really hope that the Saints can pull this off. But right now, I mean, I'm not having the most faith because Geno Smith looks like West Virginia Geno Smith. Yeah. Geno Smith by PFF, number one quarterback in the league right now. I know. Who would have thought? Right? I can see that this game is going to be – the Saints defense will keep them in this game. Seahawks defense – is not good. They they do not look good. I don't know why. They just look so bad. They also gave up <laughs> so many points to the Lions. Um, yeah. I, I actually like Geno in this game, to be honest with you. Head up. I'm, yeah. I can't do points on this one. I'm, I'm taking Geno head up, though. I think straight up, I think the Seahawks win. Unfortunately, I because Seahawks, too. Yeah. yeah, because with the exception of uh, Honey Badger on the Saints, they're having a lot of problems on defense. Yeah, really with the Saints, you know, they still have – Cam Jordan, they still have Demario Davis, one of the best linebackers, yeah. not the Honey Badger. Marshawn Lattimore has been so up and down recently. He had that questionable call in for PI. He struggled against Justin Jefferson. So there is some things that need to be figured out there, but I could see 
Seahawks coming up there. And we've also that would be the last one. So Eagles are our last undefeated team. Look, I am all in on the Eagles. Cardinals, they just they still need to figure out what the heck is going on. It's as if Kyler Murray is just not taking anything seriously right now. Yeah, fly, Eagles, fly. Uh, we actually also have that game in common. I'm taking the Eagles. They're giving up five points to the Cardinals at home. Uh, yeah, I'm taking no. the Eagles. I think they're legit. I've been watching them every game, not just the highlights, like the full like condensed games on Game Pass. And, man, they look fucking legit. Like you said, last undefeated team in the NFL, which is crazy. I think it's the first time ever that there's only one undefeated team in week going into week five in the NFL. And it's crazy that it's the so. Eagles. Yeah, it's um, definitely insane there. I also think that with this team, you know, Jalen Hurts is getting better and better each week. AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. And one of the big questions, too, was how are those two going to get along with them being in the same offense? Now, the only thing that is concerning with this team, they don't have depth. And obviously, we talked about that in our preseason episode. They literally have no depth at running back. Yeah. Great offensive line. They got a really good tight end. I just don't think that Arizona can handle all that. And right now, I mean, you look at that defense and that secondary, especially with Darius Slay, he's going to find a way to make sure that this game is hard for Kyler, especially because there's still no DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, Darius Slay playing top tier defense right now. One of the one of the best cornerbacks in the league right now, along with Trayvon Diggs. Uh, we're speaking of Trayvon Diggs. So, uh, like I said, we got Pitt in common. We got Philly in common. For my third game, Dallas plus five and a half at the Rams. Which, with how terrible the Rams O line has been, I have to take the five and a half. Listen, Cooper Cooper Rush is not. He he's a good game manager. Everybody's kind of sucking him off a little bit, which I don't agree with. I really got to see him, like, just really perform. But I think that this week he does just enough to edge out the Rams, who are struggling, where D-Law, Micah Parsons, and – oh, God, I can't remember the last guy's name. But there's, like, three guys on their D-line that are just balling out right now. And I don't trust the Rams' O-line to keep uh, Matt Stafford off his back. Also, like I said, Trayvon Diggs really fixed a lot of the problems that he had last – Last year, last year gave up over a thousand yards, but he's basically a wide receiver playing as a corner, and he hasn't given up one pass over twenty yards through the first four weeks so far. So, I, I think he's gonna be effective. Uh, I mean, there, I'm pretty sure he's gonna be on Cooper Cup, so we'll see. You know, Cooper Cup's gonna get his no matter what, but I, I think Matt Stafford's really gonna struggle with the pressure they get off the line, especially since the Dallas. Uh, defense without without blitzing, they're the fourth best D line at getting at the quarterback without blitzing. Yeah, I mean, I think with this right now, the Dallas defense is looking much better each week. With this Rams offense, they're definitely missing a lot of pieces there too. And I mean, I think. First and foremost, Matthew Stafford is not getting other wide receivers involved. Break up all the time. The defense they have to. They're having to do. 
were expecting. So I think with this, I have Dallas, but it's going to be a close game. Also, I mean, it's always going to happen with backup quarterbacks for the Cowboys. I mean, this happened with and another guy was. I mean, Andy Dong was there. The Red Rifle. Oh, my God. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, Matt Castle. Like, it happens all the time. We're like, oh, Ben DiNucci. I'm like, who? Yeah, I mean, I guess I I got them with plus five and a half. I I got them winning straight up, but I think plus the five and a half, I think they're good for that. My next game, which is game number four, San Fran giving up six and a half to Carolina. I mean, it's Baker Mayfield getting all his fucking passes batted down. Like I said, they are the, I believe, if I'm correct, the 30th ranked offense in, in passing. That's dog shit. C-Mac is not looking like himself. I mean, he's basically their whole offense, and he's not really moving. So I think that San Fran with the number one defense is going to beat the dog shit out of Baker Mayfield and the Carolina Panthers, which I know that Carolina is definitely one of the teams you focus on. So maybe you give us a little bit more insight. So I've been saying it for episode I focused on the city of Charlotte. They, they – don't have a culture. They don't have a mindset. I don't know what Matt Rule is doing in that locker room, but I don't know how a team with three first-rounders starting. So you've got Baker, number one, in 2018. You had DJ Moore in the first round in 2018. Christian McCaffrey, number one, in 2017. Yeah, I, I think Baker's making DJ Moore look like he's a bad receiver when he's probably one of the best right now still inside of the DJ league. He's Moore a good receiver. one of the best receivers ever. Oh, yeah. It's just looking so bad. That San Francisco defense, it's reminding me of that defense from the Super Bowl a few years. Um, Trent Williams? I think no, um, who is the one who got traded to uh, – the Colts was it Eric Armstead or DeForest Buckner? Uh, Armstead, yes, yeah, DeForest Buckner left a couple years ago. So, having those like this team now who still looks good without you know players is great. I mean, you know, Bose is still there, yeah, Fred Warner is still there. I mean, you had that really good defensive play against the Rams last week, so. I think with this, I mean, I would the 49ers defense finds a way to shut it down. Now it comes down to what is Kyle Shanahan going to do for this offense? Because right now, George Kittle just. Yeah. It just does. I don't know what's going on, man. It's just like not good. You just need Jimmy G to be decent, too. You don't even need him to be good. Debo Samuels. Fucking madman out the backfield. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, you know, you've got Diva Samuel, you got Ayuk, who's probably one of the more underrated receivers. But I think right they're definitely missing Trent Williams. They definitely miss him on their O line. Oh, definitely. Um, my last game that I have Tennessee Titans giving up two and a half to the Washington Commanders. And I'm definitely taking Tennessee. I mean, 
I'm I'm never gonna take Washington this year. Not until they show me any different with Carson Wentz over there. No, I mean I think right now I'm still taking Tennessee. I mean I have so much love for Derrick Henry, and it looks like they're finally getting a better idea of who they are after they got embarrassed by Buffalo in Week Two. But you know, I cannot take the Commanders. I mean. I don't know how a team with so many good receivers can still be so bad or just that. Yeah, Scary Terry definitely has not been performing better again. Carson Wentz just making terrible fucking reads. Uh, Can't stay off his fucking back either. Just getting fucking wrecked back there. And, you know, he's having the same problems that he had in – <clears throat> Excuse me. In Indianapolis, man, he makes bad reads. And like when he's on, he's so incredible to watch, like the athleticism and shit like that. But man, when he is off, he just makes terrible decisions and just throws into the craziest coverages. Oh, no. I mean, you also look at that core. I mean, they have Antoine Gibson, and he looks off too. Then J.D. McKissick is outperforming him. They're getting Brian Robinson back, which is great. You know, I'm so him back because, you know, he recovered from being shot. But I'm just... Yeah, twice the leg, and he's supposed to start. He's supposed to start. but That's crazy. At, yeah, no, he's done great. But looking at this wide receiver, according to Curtis Samuel, who... Terry McCorrin is a diamond in a rough. Curtis Samuel is a lot like Debo, but he's more like a, I don't want to say he's like a Walmart version brand of Debo, but he, he and Debo are very similar skill set. No, he's definitely part of him. Oh, yeah. No. And then you definitely have – and you have that wide receiver who you took in the first round, Jahan Dotson. So you have good receivers – but you have freaking Carson Wentz throwing to them. Yeah, man. I, listen, I don't think that they're going to be any good this year. So we'll see. But <clears throat> I have zero faith in them this week. But that's that's why I'm taking Tennessee. Plus, they're only giving up two and a half. I know everybody's worried. But King Henry looked first half last week. He just got to keep it up because the second half, he definitely faltered. But the whole – uh, Tennessee offense as a whole just kind of obliterated itself in the second half. So uh, I'm definitely looking forward to King Henry should have a hell of a game. I think that the uh, play action will definitely show up again. So, yeah, man, I'm, I'm taking Tennessee all the way. You got me down for Tennessee, too. I mean, I just think they – it's going to be so hard for this Washington D. Derrick Henry, even though most of the Washington defense does have his former Alabama teammates. Well, it seems like we uh, seems like we kind of agree on a lot, man. Well, again, listen, I know you like to take care of the South also, so I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about Atlanta getting nine points at Tampa Bay. Marcus so, Mariota looking explosive. Marcus Mariota has had some really good games this year. I, I knew he was going to be a problem. But playing Tampa Bay, that's going to be a very different approach because 
I don't know if Atlanta has the firepower to keep up. I mean, they're not using Kyle Pitts. Patterson He's out this week, and so is Cordero Patterson, by the way. So, which, by the way, Kyle Pitts, I, I had him on fantasy, underperforming all year. I literally had to cut him after, not last week, the week before that. I had to cut him, man, because just him and Marcus Mariota do not have any chemistry. He has not been getting the targets nor the receptions. Yeah, so they're looking off. And then Drake London, I mean, he's a bright spot, but I don't think Atlanta will have the firepower to keep up. And I know that with this Bucks offense, you've got all your key players back. I feel like with this, it's got to be picking the Bucks over the Falcons. Got to, even with the nine, because Tampa Bay is going to be playing angry after that loss to Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Like you said, I expect Chris Godwin to actually have a big game this week. We'll see. But uh, they're playing angry. That defense is still – I think they're ranked number two right now. They just uh, fell behind San Fran after giving up 41 to the Chiefs. But that's still very dominant defense. And, you know, dominant defenses, they'll still have like one or two games in the year where they kind of do that. And that's Patrick Mahomes. You know what I mean? So I don't put that up against them. I think that they are going to roll and – Tom Brady, I think all time is like nine or ten and zero versus Atlanta. Yeah, it's something like that. I think he's. Yeah, I think I think it's. I want to say nine and zero. I feel like nine and zero is correct. Might be ten and zero, but nine and zero, I, I believe. Yeah, it's nine and zero in the regular season and the Super Bowl. That's what it is. Yep. Yeah. Well, hey Jake, it's always a pleasure to have you on here, man. I appreciate you. Hopefully. You help us win some money this week, dude. You know what I mean? And uh, I appreciate all the great insight you gave, especially to college. Uh, I'm trying to get more into college, and hopefully one day as knowledge as you are after I've maybe studied for 32 years. But uh, always a pleasure to have you on here, man. It's always a blast. Uh, Well, the pleasure's all mine. I'm glad I got to come back to the place that, you know, helped me get my start for sure. Oh, yeah, man. We're definitely going to have to have you back for the college football playoffs. See if course which i'm sure bama will be there so we got to have you talking about that once nfl playoff starts we got to have you back for that also man so don't worry we're gonna be back plenty more times so guys don't worry you're gonna see plenty from jake on jake's take and jake let them know where they can find you at yeah you can still find us on instagram twitter at jake's take podcast and i just released a new episode on spotify apple anchor so just type in jake small markets see it but yeah a lot more great content coming out every tuesday and Friday. yes sir yeah the uh the voice on sec football man so jake thank you so much again brother another great episode uh it's dropping literally in about an hour i just have to do a small bit of editing and then this will be out here dude i know a lot of people are looking forward to having you on here man yeah well i'm excited and thanks so much as always my guy yes sir i'll talk to you here in a minute all right all right talk to you later Hey guys, just real quick before you get out of here, if you go ahead and give us a like, subscribe, and a follow, that'd be great. If you like Block Talk, if you like sports stuff, make sure you like, make sure you subscribe, make sure to follow our Instagram at cementblock underscore productions. That's C-E-M-E-N-T-B-L-O-C-K underscore productions. 
And if you like sports stuff and you like Block Talk, that's B-L-O-K-K, okay? Block Talk. Make sure you like, subscribe, share with a friend. And if you didn't like it, just maybe don't tell anybody, you know what I mean? Just keep that shit to yourself and never listen again.